Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks, and Lord bless you this great day. Another great day to honor God and allow Him to direct our lives. Our Heavenly Father, lead us this day. Open our hearts, open our minds. Lord, open opportunity. Help us to follow that opportunity and to help others see you. And Lord, help us in our walk with you too, that it'd be a walk that you would be proud of because we are serving you first and foremost in our lives. Thank you for the listeners. Bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Paul was the inspired writer who was used by God to preach the good news to all people about Jesus Christ. Here was a man who had hated Christians for years and years, but Jesus got a hold of his heart and he transformed it, just like what he wants to do in so many people's life today. He wants to touch your life. He wants to lead you. He wants to guide you. Paul sends a letter to the church at Colossae in around 61 AD. It was thought that Paul had never visited the church, but he knew all about it. He had heard that the church was struggling with some false teaching, and he wanted to help them get straightened out. I like his philosophy, because there are many churches that have struggled and headed down a wrong path, and instead of someone trying to help them out, they condemn them, and nothing good comes from it. Though it struggled in some areas, the church had some great people and did some great things, and it was known all around as a good, productive church. Epaphras was the leader of the, the actually the Colossian church, and he visited Paul in prison, and Paul encouraged him. You know, and so Paul was used to teach him and to teach others. As I said earlier, the church had a good reputation, not without a problem or two, kind of like churches today. There's a lot of great churches that have great reputations, but like most churches, there's some issues too. You know, that's kind of the problem with many people. They want to find the perfect church. And I've got news for you folks. There is no perfect church. All the people in every church will not like everything that happens in the church. Whether it's the way the pastor speaks or the way the music sounds or how the kids are addressed or the youth program's going or maybe even how the seniors are doing and maybe even how the stage is set up or how the bathrooms look. There are people out there who will find something that they don't like about a church. Believe me, I've heard them all over the years. But we have to ask ourselves, what kind of church will we be? What kind of church will the church that you're involved in be? Is it something that would uh, touch lives all around you? Something that people will see and see what God could do in your life? You know... I hope that you can be a dynamic church. I hope you could have a dynamic church, that you're in a dynamic church. And I hope the church that I pastor is a dynamic church, that the joy of the Lord is in the people, and that people sense the power of the living God. Oh, sure, we struggle loving each other sometimes, and sometimes we struggle how we love the world. But as most of us know, talk is cheap. We can say anything we want to, but if we don't live it, there is no proof what we say. 1 John 1, 2 tells us the one who says he is the light and yet hates his brother is in the darkness now. The truth of the matter is there are people that need a heart adjustment. You know, we've had people that have had stints and had all sorts of things to keep their heart moving. We need a spiritual stint to clear out the mess that's in our heart's lining 
so that we can serve Jesus the way he wants us to serve him. He knows you're not a perfect person. He knows you're struggling in life, but he wants you to put him first in all you do. If Jesus is making a difference in your lives, we will love one another as Christ loved the church. So we must step up. We must step beyond the surface. There are many people who are not even sure what they believe. We must do what it takes to learn and to grow in the things of God and be proactive about the opportunities that we have. You know, I'm so very happy to have a great staff where I work that works together to come up with things for the kids, for the youth, for the adults, and they have ideas, something to help them in the Christian walk, to give them opportunities to grow. I'm so happy that I got some creative members because I can tell you this, I can't come up with everything on my own. I can try to love people. I can try to encourage people. I can try to encourage you through the radio, and I hope that I do so. I can try to encourage people in the neighborhood and all where I live, and I hope I do so. But you know what? It's hard to be everything to everybody. But we do need each other, like I say often. One thing I feel very strong about is this, is we need to emphasize love, kindness, and forgiveness. Love, kindness, and forgiveness, all three are huge in who we are in Christ. In fact, let's read Colossians. I've been waiting to read this. Chapter 1, verse 1 through 14. And just listen to these words for a moment. Take time to let them saturate your mind. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to God's holy people in Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people. The faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understands God's grace. You learned it from Ephesus, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and who also told us your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of His holy people in the kingdom of light. For He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Loving others, no matter what, no matter who they are, no matter what they believe. Oh, we don't believe everything everybody uh, believes in, but we are to love one another. It said the best way to minister to people is to really love them and to show them kindness. People respond to kindness, and sometimes people are taken back by it. And they learn to forgive others. I was very fortunate, as I've said many times on this show. 
I lived in a house that showed kindness. My mother and my father emulated kindness wherever they went, all through the the places they were at, and even in our home that people came in that uh, were maybe foreign to many people, but they loved those people. They cared for them. If you want to see the power of God really move in your life, forgive people. I hammer on this probably more than any one thing in my church and also on the radio because I think it is the biggest stumbling block that there is, is a lack of forgiveness. Marriages struggle because somebody has done something. One of the spouses have done something and the other one can never forgive them. People of God, we've all been wronged. We've all hurt people's feelings. We've all said some damaging things. You know what? And many times we've been angry. But God teaches us to love each other and forgive each other as God has forgave us. The question I have to ask today, are we doing that? Are we responding to that? Are we allowing the Spirit of God to direct our lives? I believe you would see the power of God unleashed on your life if you learned to forgive. And some of you right now, as I'm talking, you have instances that you're thinking about in your mind and in your heart. The Holy Spirit is laying something on your heart right now of somebody you need to forgive. And in the name of Jesus, I ask that you forgive them and that you move beyond that. And you wait to see what God's going to do because of your forgiveness, because you've learned to love and go beyond what the norm is. In today's passage of Scripture, we see Paul addresses the faithful brothers in Christ and the saints. Paul used the term brothers in almost all his writings. Because why? Because they were a spiritual family. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. I often refer to some of of you as my brothers and sisters because you are my brothers and sisters in Christ. I want to treat you like brothers and sisters. I know many of you, many of you that go to other churches I know in this city that are great friends of mine, and we are brothers and sisters in Christ. I love that. I'm glad that we can share that common bond and be in a part of the family of God. Paul also addresses what he calls the saints, and he isn't talking about the New Orleans football team who recently got expelled from the, uh, they lost and didn't make it to the, past the first round of the playoffs. But saints in Greek adjective means dedicated or consecrated. He is addressing those who have shown complete dedication and consecration, so that which is right and true. You can see in the book of uh, Colossians that the church loved those within the body of believers. I think sometimes I focus so much uh, on what we need to do in the world, and sometimes We need to emphasize more what we need to do within the body of believers, within the church. Folks, you need to love the people within your church. God wants our churches to grow. God wants our churches to reach out. God wants our churches to be a safe place. And so we could be like the the New Testament church in Acts, that we would truly love each other, help each other, be there for each other. I think it's so important that we have community in the church, that we have different community that we can share and love each other. Well, folks, um, I'm going to talk some more about this tomorrow. I hope that you'll tune in, but I pray God blesses you this day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208 
362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.